Why do we take a good performance for granted and seem to spend way too much time thinking about mistakes and performances we regret? Why do we naturally tend to focus on the bad side of things? Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea, and today I'm going to talk about how your brain processes information in a way that makes it so easy to hold on to the negative experiences and harder to focus on the good things. But the more we can learn about how to intentionally spend time focused on the good things in our dance life, the more resilient we become to the hard times. So stick with me for a little mini psych lesson with some clear action steps for you and your dancers. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. It's a normal human process to focus more on our mistakes than our successes, but it can make it really hard to stay positive and focused on growth. For example, as a dancer, if I didn't get any corrections during a class, or if I didn't get called up to do the combination in front of the class, I would sit and stew in that feeling for hours. For me, it just stuck with me. I would ruminate on it and like, why didn't she notice me today? Why did so-and-so get called up and I didn't? You know, even if I felt like I had actually done well in class overall, my whole perspective changed to be negative. Like the whole thing was a bad class. And I think that's happens to a lot of dancers where maybe most of class went well and you had a lot of good things happen, but if one bad thing happens or you perceive that somebody didn't notice you or you didn't achieve your goal of getting you know a big compliment in the middle of class then it's like you throw away the whole thing we focus on the bad as a teacher it still happens to me if i second guess how i handled a situation and i feel bad about it i will focus on that one negative exchange and give very little thought to all the conversations that went well that day and all the dancers i was able to positively support If I get one negative email, that email completely dominates my thoughts, even if there are five positive ones at the same time, although that's not usually the case. I think we receive more negative feedback because people tend to only communicate when there's an issue. So not only do we naturally focus on the negative, there's also usually more of it in our email inboxes. So unless we are intentionally focused on recognizing the good, it can take over. So why do we do this? Here's the mini psych lesson for you, because there are a few psychological explanations. One is that in general, we attribute success to our skill and we externalize a failure. It's called a self-serving bias, and it's just that it serves us. It serves the purpose of protecting us from facing a lot of failures. So think about it from your dancer's point of view. It's very common for our dancers to perceive success at something they did, right? I nailed that combination and to blame failures on someone else. I couldn't pick up the combo because she's a terrible teacher. Our dancers naturally often attribute success to their own skill and abilities and externalize a failure. It's somebody else's problem. 
So it's not always this way. There are people who place blame on themselves for everything, and that's certainly not healthy. But stick with me for the self-serving bias for a minute. If we naturally blame failure on someone else or some other external reason, it's then more natural to examine that failure. We don't want to examine why we might have done something wrong. We're going to examine failures because they're not about us. It's easier to spend time thinking about why that failure happened or ruminate on how it makes us feel. Where if we are responsible for our success, often we'll simply say, okay, good job, move on. You don't spend the same amount of mental energy thinking about it. Again, think about it from your dancer's point of view. Say they got a low score on their solo or the team didn't rank where they thought they should. It's natural to protect ourselves by assuming the failure came from an outside source. So it's easy to examine the situation over and over and over again. But if their solo goes well, they may take a minute to celebrate, but then it's right back to work the next day. It doesn't receive the same amount of energy. Now keep in mind, always blaming external factors for a failure and not acknowledging our own responsibility isn't a good way to learn and I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying it's usually the first response our brain makes. It's the more natural thought process. And that means a soloist who isn't happy with her performance will likely spend a lot more time obsessing over it than the soloist who is happy with the results. A second possible explanation for why our brains focus on the negative side is rooted in evolutionary psychology. Consider the basic premise of evolution. We're supposed to learn from our mistakes and adapt. It's how we survive. Our brains are wired to notice the problems going on around us so that we can fix it, adapt, and survive. There's even research out there that shows if you are shown a series of images, some positive and some negative, and then you're asked to recall what you saw in those pictures, people are much more likely to remember the negative pictures than the positive ones. The negative ones stick in our brains more easily. So what does this all mean to us as dance educators? Well, it means we have to train ourselves and our dancers how to pay attention to the good. And here's how you do it. This podcast is brought to you by Dancer Fitness. If you listen to the podcast, you know I often refer to dancers as athletes because in my mind, we are absolutely athletes. But do you train your dancers like they are athletes? At dancerfitness.com, you can find hundreds of exercises and training plans designed exclusively for dancers. Whether it's for more consistent turns, higher jumps, or a stronger core, and from beginner to advanced, dancerfitness.com has you covered. Monthly memberships begin at just $1. Start training your dancers today at dancer-fitness.com. That's dancer-fitness.com. Okay, maybe you can relate, but in my life, being a dancer taught me to fight for perfection. Those long hours doing tondu combo after tondu combo at the bar just to make sure I was perfectly articulating my feet, closing into fifth just so, it was all in the pursuit of the perfect tondu. If you're cleaning competition routines, then of course you are naturally looking for the problems and the mistakes. You focus on the issues in synchronicity or that little pinky finger that is out of place. The whole goal 
in dance is often this pursuit of perfection, which of course would make you focus on the problem in an effort to plug the holes and fix the problems. It's just the way our dance industry works. We naturally focus on the issues. So what do we do instead? Well, think about what normally happens if you fall short of a goal, either a big competitive goal or say you simply feel like you had a bad class. What do you try to do to fix it when you fall short? Usually, if we don't reach our goal, we'll notice the gap between where we are and where we want to be. But we can't just focus on the problem in order to fix that gap. If you only focus on the problems, you don't notice what's working you might inadvertently throw out something that's helping you. Here's an example. Say you are frustrated with the results of the most recent competition. You diligently read judges' comments, decide on a few sections you want to drill and clean, a turn combination that's maybe too hard and you need to adjust it, and you decide that you need to have a conversation with your dancers about facials and performing from the heart. You focus on all of the possible things that went wrong and how you can fix them. But did you also take note and think about all the things that went well before you go and make all those changes? Before you rework an entire routine or completely change your battle plan for practice for the next two weeks, stop and notice what went well. Were the dancers confident? Was there a section that looked great? Were there some dancers who made great improvements from the last time? Take a minute and focus on small wins as well. One of the best ways to combat your brain's natural desire to focus on the negative is to intentionally focus on small successes. Write down what went well, whether it be in a journal or a post to your team or on a sticky note in your office, notice the good in order to build the best pathway and plan for improvement because success leaves clues. So here's my action step for you based on this information. Track your wins and then have your dancers do the same. If you use journals, and I'm a big advocate if that's not already clear through this podcast, but ask your dancers to journal about what went well in rehearsals this week, or what felt like a win after that last performance. If you want to help your dancers focus on growth and stay positive, have them journal two things after a performance, one thing that went well, and one thing they want to improve on for next time. If you don't do that, the natural tendency is to focus on the negative. They will spiral and think about all the things that went wrong, or maybe there's only one thing that went wrong and lots of aspects of the performance were great. But as we know now, they're going to sit and focus on the one thing that didn't go well. Or there are some of our less self-aware dancers, you know who I mean, where they have their head in the clouds and they think everything is perfect and they won't even worry about trying to be better next time. We want to help them too. We want to encourage a growth mindset for our dancers where noticing mistakes and learning from them is normal and non-threatening. So consistently taking note of the mistakes and the learning while also noticing what went well is a great way to work on your dancers' mindsets. And that way you also cover the spectrum of dancers, the ones who are naturally really critical and the ones who are not comfortable paying attention to their mistakes or they don't believe they ever have any. It helps you reach both sides by having everyone focus on one of each. Notice one thing that went well and one thing you want to work on for next time. 
One thing I've noticed when I do this with my dancers and when I consult with other companies and teams is that tracking wins can feel very uncomfortable. Dancers will like awkwardly giggle at me when I tell them to write down a win for the day. And to be fair, it's not just the dancers. The adults often don't feel comfortable doing it either. And I get it. It feels weird to purposely write down, I stayed focused in class today, or I gave a lot of positive energy to my dancers. It may feel awkward, but remember that your brain is wired to remember the negative and focus there. So if you don't intentionally notice the good, eventually you'll rarely ever notice it. We have to train our brains to notice the good, and the more you do it, the more natural it will become. Because even when you can make lists of wins, those failures and mistakes still have a strong magnetic pull. You have to work hard to counterbalance that. Here's another reason to intentionally focus on the good. Noticing your small wins is also helpful to reinforce positive systems. If you notice what's working, you can do it more and more and create positive routines and strategies for you and your dancers. Remember, closing the gap between where you are and where you want to be is not just about fixing what went wrong. It's also about reinforcing and repeating what's working. So this week, I challenge you to make a list of your wins. Notice how it makes you feel to stop and think about it. Is it hard for you to generate ideas? Is it uncomfortable? Would you be embarrassed if anyone found that list? Notice your emotions. Push through the awkward keep trying. It will get easier. And you can take it a step further and talk to your dancers about this. And after your next class, ask them to write down a win for the day. It's a small but powerful step toward a more positive mindset and resilient dancers. Finally, before I leave you today, I want to say thank you for listening. And genuinely, I mean it. This podcast has already exceeded my expectations and I love the community around it. It means so much to me when you send me messages or share the podcast with your dance friends. And that's truly the best way it will grow. So if I can ask one other small action step for me today, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. I promise to keep showing up and sharing with you, so please keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.